The message I want to preach, bring to you this morning is, is based on our communion message that we heard this morning and based on the Lord's table because we are now at John chapter 6 and we're looking at verses, all the verses from verse 22 to all the way down to 59, 50, 60. And I'm not going to read that to you today. I will just read a few verses. But if you go home and read all these verses, they all talk about what we heard this morning and what we have celebrated today. So these are some of the verses. Verse 26, John 6, verse 26. Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures for everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Verse 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. And that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. Verse 44, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 47, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Those are some of the verses that we um, need to think about from the book of John all the way down to 60, but I believe it's all the way down to the end of the passage. There are so many verses in there. But the reading today is actually based on Jesus is the bread of life. And Lord, we come to you as we are going to hear your word. Uh, please help us to understand that we are alive because we have eaten of the bread of life and they have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior of their hearts. You have changed our hearts, and you can change a heart of a sinful man, a hardened heart, a bad heart, an impure heart, to be a heart that the Holy Spirit dwells in it. So bless us today, because we eat of this bread, and we celebrate until Jesus comes. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, my message today is Christ is the bread of life. But I'm going to read to you a, a little story. It was about a mechanic who was removing a cylinder head from the model of a motorcycle. When he spotted a well-known heart surgeon in his shop, and the surgeon was waiting for the service manager to look at his bike, and so the mechanic shouted across the garage and said, hey, doc, can I ask you a question? 
The surgeon, a bit surprised, walked over to the mechanic who was working on a motorcycle. Am I on? Thank you. And the mechanic straightened up, wiped, wiped his hands and said, So, dog, look at this engine. I open its heart. Take the valves out, fix them, put them back, and when I finish, it works. Just like new. So, how come I get such a small salary, and you get the really big bugs when you and I are doing basically the same work? The surgeon paused, smiled, and leaned over and whispered to the mechanic, try doing it with the engine running. Jesus is our surgeon, a good heart surgeon, who can change a bad heart, a sinful heart, a broken heart, to make it clean and pure and holy for himself. Say amen. And Jesus loves all mankind. We looked at it last week about the difference between the two kinds of people. There's his church on the water. Jesus loves his little church. And those men and those women who have given their hearts to the Lord, the hearts that were impure, the hearts that was not at peace, the heart that was fighting all the time, and Jesus says, I love you. And there, on the other hand, is a crowd we find in this passage that the people came to Jesus to look for him. And they were asking the question, where is Jesus? Where is he? But that's a question. Why are people looking for Jesus? Where they don't really love him. Perhaps it is good to have this little Jesus on my side that when I need something, I just tap on him. Do something for me, Jesus. Is that why people were looking for Jesus? Not because their hearts are, are pure and loyal and were converted by the power of the cross. But because it is good to have Jesus as a servant. Then whenever I need something, he's there. But when something goes wrong, I don't really care because I don't love him. I don't honor him. I don't love him in my heart. So why is everyone looking for this Jesus? Jesus says in verse 26, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and you were filled. This world, there are many people who are looking for significance. Looking or searching for significance. Something that I can see as my self-worth in his life that is important for me. It's not about Jesus, but it's all about what I can see and know what is important for me. What is my self-worth? What is my self-worth? So today, uh, Jesus, the bread of life, but I want to emphasize the significance of this bread of life in my life. What is the significance of having this bread of life in my life? And so the crowd wanted to find significance of their religion, 
in this prophet's teaching? Because this man has been amazing with his teaching and his miracles. So they came to him to seek him to see whether there is something in his teaching that resonates with their hearts, but also to, to look for something from Jesus so that they can have him as someone who provides. Remember, we talked about last week, they wanted him to be their king. And so the whole gospel of John chapter 6, the whole chapter now, John now goes into the body of his thesis and speaks about Jesus as the bread from heaven or he is the bread of life. This is what John gave a very good introduction in John chapter 1 about the feeding of the 5,000 about food. But now he's going to talk about the bread of life from heaven. Now the first thing I want you to uh, know about this bread of life, Oleareto Maidalangi, um, and the significance of this bread from heaven over works. The bread of heaven is significant for our lives, but people are looking for self-work or for self-worth um, about what is important to me, my works. Now, Jesus says in um, chapter 27, and he says, Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. And my awa totingalulue mo me ai epalanei not the food that perishes now, but food which endures to everlasting life. And then in verse 28, they say to Jesus, what work shall we do to see that we are doing the works of God? And some people are looking at what they do with their hands to see my self-worth is in what I do. It is my self-worth is in what I do. But the bread of life from heaven over works. You know, um, our jobs, our education, our work where we get the money, some people take that thing as a very important thing in their lives. It is their pride. My title as an employee at my work is something that I'm proud of. I know our titles and all those things. Uh, some of the things that people glory in life because they got an amazing title. They, they have an amazing job. And they look at what they do, my self-worth, is better than the bread of life. But when one is, has encountered Jesus Christ in their lives and truly finds the bread of life, they will find in what they do, what I do is insignificant compared to what I have in me. And that is Jesus in my life. So there's no self-pride in my mind when I go to work, when I do what I do in life, because these are the blessings what God has given me. Because of the one who is alive and who lives in me has given me all these material blessings in their life. I work hard, some people say. And therefore, my job, my title, my money, I work hard for it. But the more I work hard, 
the more I don't want any of that money to go anywhere else other than myself. This is my self-worth. And But the more you keep that money that belongs to God, the more you struggle. And it shows our lack of faith and our lack of trust in God who provides. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Put me first in your life, then you know your self-worth in what you do is nothing compared to what I give you. Jesus says to the Samaritan woman, look, you come here every day to drink. You come here every day to drink, but the life, the water I give you, it flows within you. Now he's saying in here, you want that bread? You will come back here again and again to eat bread, but the bread I give you is a bread of life. I like what they say to Jesus. What shall we do? What shall we do? It's a question that we need to hear people from outside church asking, what shall we do in order to know Jesus? What shall I do in order to have eternal life? That's verse 28. What shall we do that we may work the works of God? And that's a response that people need to hear, that a church needs to hear from those who are seeking Christ. What shall I do when I see Christ in your life? When people see Christ in our lives, not just what we say, but what we do and what we preach and what we do. Because they can see that the bread of life is active and it's alive in one's life. You know, a rich young man came to Jesus and said to him, Jesus, what shall I do to have eternal life? Saule what shall I do to have eternal life? Well, because of his pride and what he does with his hands, that's his self-worth in what he has and what he owns. Jesus says, you know, give. Give to the Lord. The jailer that Paul helped, he said, what must I do to be saved? And people are asking the wrong questions. But we want as a church to hear people saying, what must I do to have eternal life? Number two, the significance of the bread of life over religion. You see in here the contrast of the work of men and the work of God in verse 30 to 33. They said, our father who gave us this bread and our father who ate the manna in a desert, they ate the true bread. What Jesus said to them, no. It was my father that gave your father. You know what these people are saying? It's our father that gave us this religion. And we know what they believe and what they ate from God is the truth. Our father ate this bread. Jesus says no. But when Jesus said to them, no, it's not your father, it is my father who gives this bread. And it is my father who sent me. When Jesus said it is my father, he's talking present tense. He's not saying it is my father who gave, but it's my father who gives. That means every day the father gives to anyone who comes to Christ. 
So they're saying, Moses was our father, and this is the true bread, because they, it came from God. They didn't know that Jesus was the son of God. Moses, our grandfather, gave us this religion, this tradition. What I am and who I am today is because of what I believe, of what's been passed on from my generation to generation. These are the works of the flesh. Religion is a work of the flesh. 1830, um, an Englishman came to Samoa named John Williams through the London Missionary Society. And he brought the gospel to the island. And right now, all over the world, people, this religion is grown, and not only Australia, New Zealand, America, and all over the place. But when someone encounters Jesus Christ, it's no longer about the religion that was passed on, because some of them say, I'm not going to give up my religion because it's been passed on from generation to generation. Therefore, in the island, some of the big religions there are the Methodist Church, the Catholic Church, the LDS, the SDAs, or the um, Seventh-day Adventists, and uh, the Mormons, they, they're growing in, in the island. But the thing is, when you come to Christ, you don't hold on to your religion. And there are many people who need to see the truth and see the light. Because when they stand before God, it is not about my religion. It is not about what my parents and what my fathers have given me. It is all about this bread of life. And that's why when someone or when one encounters Jesus Christ, there's a radical change in their lives. It's not about religion. It's not about what my fathers. And these guys came to Jesus saying, Our fathers ate this manna, and this bread came straight from heaven. In chapter 8, they say to Jesus, Who are you? Our father Abraham, you're only 50. And you say you're greater than Abraham? The bread of life of Jesus Christ is here to change the way we used to be so that we can see the truth of the Lord. And lastly, this is my last point. It's a big message, it's a big um, topic, but I'm trying to cut it down. The significance of this bread of life is that one receives it by faith in Jesus Christ. It's not by works. It's not by religion or tradition. It is only by faith in Jesus Christ. You see the Lord's Supper in, chapter, in the book of John? We don't find the Lord's Supper in the book of John. Like in the other three synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they talk about the Lord's Supper. And we heard that today. But in the book of John, this is the Lord's Supper in the book of John, chapter 6. Because John is not interested in chronology and all that, or time sequence of events. He is telling us a story about who Jesus is as the bread of life. And we're going to go through the book of John and see there are other I am sayings that he says in here, I am the bread of life. And then we'll go on, I am, you know, the gate and I am the shepherd and all that. But he's telling us that Jesus is standing at the door of religions. Maybe he's standing outside the churches. 
and say, I am the bread of life. Not what you do inside, not all your rituals and all your religions. I am the bread of life. And then I believe there are many people who go to church, they haven't received that bread of life. It's not my self-worth in what I do. It is who Jesus Christ is. And you see in there, when Jesus talks about, I am the bread of life, he actually talks about who he is and what he is and where he comes from. And he says in verse 53, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink the blood of the Son of Man, you have no life in you. So one who has self-worth in himself, he thinks that I got the whole world under my feet. Jesus says, if you don't have the bread of life, there's no life in you. One who goes to church and has religion and tradition all his life, and he says, I have everything that I have. Jesus says, if you don't have the bread of life, there is no life in you. Life is one of the most dominant themes of the book of John. From John chapter 1, verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. This life is Christ that the Father sent. This life brings new birth unless you have this new life, you're not born again. You can do everything that you do, but you're not born again. And Jesus talks about the symbols of new life, talks about the water of life, and now the bread of life. Life is granted to you when you believe. That's the basis of our faith, is belief, is faith. That's the basis of Christianity in Christ. It is having faith in Christ. Believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a work of the Trinity. So the significance of the bread of life is the work of the Trinity through those who believed in Jesus Christ. Verse 37. All that the Father gives me will come to me. Oh, that's a good verse. It is the Father that leads you to Christ. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me. You see how Jesus adores his Father? It is the Father, my Father. That means he's talking about here, the one who sent him, or we are talking about here about the Trinity. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent him draws him to me, and I will rise that person up in the last day. You see, when you have this bread of life, Jesus will make sure that you are going to be raised up when you die in the last day. <coughs> then it's the work of the Father and the Son. We're going to go to the Holy Spirit soon. Verse 38. I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. The whole teaching of the book of John is Jesus' relationship with his Father. Not my will, but the will of my Father who sent me. Verse 40. This is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. See, Jesus talks about his Father. He adores his Father. He glorifies his Father. He gives honor and glory and praise to his Father. What, a, what an obedient son. What an awesome son who adores his Father, although he could have done that all by himself because he's God. But he gives honor and glory to his Father. And verse 63, it is the Spirit that gives life. You see, the Father who sends is the Son 
who redeems, and it is the Spirit who gives life. It is the Spirit of Christ in us that actualizes Christ that lives that's alive in you. No one says, "I have Jesus Christ," but you know, don't have doesn't have the Holy Spirit because. It is the Holy Spirit that is alive in us, that, that honors and actualizes what is in us, and that is Jesus Christ. The significance of the bread of life is the work of the Trinity through those who believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus says, and he who believes, I will be no means cast him out, and I will raise up that person at the last day. He who believes in me has everlasting life. It is not the bread that we eat every day. It is Jesus Christ who is alive in us. And you will see the difference between what I do and what we do every day. We don't put our trust in all these things, but we put our trust in the one who is alive in me every day. Lord Jesus, we're grateful to you for you are the bread of life who came down from heaven. And you saw a nation and a people who was steeped into religion, laws, and you came and offered the true bread of life. And you are here with your family, church this morning, your, your body. Lord, no one has that Jesus if they don't believe in you. We can have everything, we can do our rituals and our structures and our church life, all what we want. Without Christ, without this bread, there is no life in me. Because you said, unless you eat of this bread and drink of this water, you don't have life. Thank you, Lord, for the life, the life that is within us, the heart that you have changed from a bad heart and a corrupted soul a slave that was looking for an owner at the market, unwanted by the world. But he spoke to your people here today. And now they have eternal life. And I pray for anyone, Lord, here today who doesn't know Jesus Christ, who doesn't have the bread of life in their hearts, that they know that the Son, he who believes in the Son, has life. But he who doesn't believe in the Son doesn't have life. But the wrath of God is always on that person. So Lord, thank you that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But thank you that you've given us this gift of eternal life through faith in Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.